Hey guys, it's Jared here. Before we get into today's show, I just want to let you know what you're going to hear today isn't like one of our typical shows. Unfortunately, I did come under the weather this weekend and didn't really have the time or the energy to record both the regular show and our live streamed mock draft. So what I decided to do is to take last night's live stream of a mock draft and put it into a podcast form for you guys to enjoy this week. In case you didn't know, we've been doing a live stream of a CFF mock draft every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Chasing Natty YouTube channel. If you want to participate in a future stream or mock draft, just DM me on Twitter. Uh, again, I keep those pretty open. Uh, we're going to keep these going until the start of the season. So for now, just please enjoy this very different kind of episode for Chasing Natty, and hopefully it helps you guys out with your drafts coming up. Looking to Jared Stearns, who makes the catch and scores. What a burst! Trey Vaughn Anderson! As advertised, touchdown Buckeyes! This is Chasing the Natty, a college fantasy football podcast. All right, welcome in everybody. This is Jared Palmgren, host of the Chase and Natty podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful Sunday night. Welcome in everyone who is joining us. Again, great crowd already here tonight. Can't wait to see more people kind of coming in as we go along here. Speaking of which, y'all, go ahead and hit that like button before we get too far into this. Helps us get onto the home pages of everybody who might be somewhat interested in content like this. So go ahead, take two seconds, hit that like button before we get any further. And also, just drop the link to this uh, live stream in just a group chat or two of you and your favorite college football buddies. Maybe they're not into fantasy. This is a great place for them to come by, hang out, ask some questions. And again, just watch a mock draft, kind of dip your toes into the CFF side of things. Um, and yeah, I, I think I pretty much got through the whole spiel there. Tonight, joining us, we have Mr. Matthew Hicks from the Rookie Big Board Podcast. If you guys are some NFL guys, you've probably definitely consumed some of, some of his content before. You've probably seen some of his college fantasy videos going around with him and John Lobb. Matt, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing good, Jared. I think this is the third one of these that I've participated in this offseason, and I know we've been trying to sync up our schedules to to make this happen live, so I'm really excited about it. I have no idea what I'm going to do when I draft this team, so I'm excited <laughs> to just get into it, probably like many of the folks participating and listening. Yeah, we had our, we had ourselves a little curveball thrown at us tonight because we had an order for this draft. We all kind of like had like little plans as to what we thought we are going to do tonight in the draft. And then all of a sudden, Fantrax decided to be Fantrax. And we I couldn't change the draft order. So we just have to roll with the order that Fantrax gave us. And ironically, that gave me the 101 pick. And some people are probably lo looking at me right now like, oh, sure, Jared, you gave yourself the 101 pick. Y'all, I don't want the 101 pick this year in college fantasy. It is... There's too many options to go. Like, there's not a typical. There's not like, like typically in some years, like there's a clear 101 pick you go with every single time. This year, I'm literally juggling two or three players in my mind right now, and like I would rather just 
be like if I'm gonna be this early in the draft, I'd rather be like the 103, 104. Let some people make some decisions ahead of me, and then I could take whatever's left over. I'm uh, not a big fan of picking out of the 101. Uh, Matt, you're at the back end of the draft. You are the 110. There you are. So, what do you think? What are you thinking here? Well, you know, originally I had the 102, which is what I drafted in last week's mock draft, and. I was, you know, I was a little, I didn't love the 102 because I, I didn't love how my roster ended up in a two QB league. You know, I don't want to take a QB with that 102 pick because, you know, I want either Henderson or, or Robinson. I want one of those running backs, but then I, di- I didn't like the QBs by the time they swung back at the two, three turn. And all of a sudden I was going, you know, very QB zero, which is not something that I personally am used to doing. So I'm thinking at 110, I might be more comfortable with the quarterbacks that are there, depending on how things shake out. And hopefully I have a different feeling roster this week. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you're doing best balls like this or mock drafts or, or anything along these lines, you want exposure, you want to try different builds, you want to try different things. So I'm excited to hopefully get a different feel from last week. Yeah, I think I'm going to try for a different build here as well. And it's going to be based heavily on what I can get back to me at the 2-3 turn. Because earlier in this offseason, I really, and I still really like what you can get at the 1-2 turn. A lot of times you can really find at least two studs. You can just grab their back-to-back along that turn. But lately, some of the guys that were kind of going earlier in round two have kind of slipped into the back end of round two. And so I'm kind of hoping maybe that I can take advantage of that here in this draft and maybe hit a position that I've not really been super comfortable with in the past couple of drafts. I'm hoping to kind of fix that tonight. It's ironic because I already know who I'm going to go with my one-on-one pick, and it's not the position that like I've been struggling at. So maybe I'm just setting myself up here for failure. Um, again, looks like we got a few more people kind of coming in. If you haven't already, just hit the like button real quick, and also drop. Go ahead and drop any questions you have in the chat. We still got about like four or five minutes here before the draft really gets started, so we got time to answer maybe one or two questions. Uh, John's already screaming at me. Who who is my 101 pick? I guess technically it's not a huge spoiler if I go ahead and just say who I'm thinking of taking. I'm yeah, let's hear it. Come on. I'm probably gonna go Jackson Smith and Jigba here. Um, okay, yeah, I like that. I again, Bijan Robinson. I'm I'm de- I'm debating between him and Bijan right now. Not not Brock Bowers first overall. Um, I, I, I love my boy Brock. Not first overall. Uh, again. Bijan, Lou Nichols was another one I was actually considering at 101. Um, again, you know, I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to like reprocess like what I'm thinking here. I think I'm just gonna make it a surprise who I pick because I'm kind of leaning off of Jackson Smith and Jake by here. We will definitely see. Um, uh, let's see. Dawson Dunn asks, "How do we, how are we feeling about Christopher Brooks at BYU? I love him. I love him." One of the surprises of uh, depth chart season already is that we've gotten a depth chart from BYU, and it has Christopher Brooks listed as the number one running back. And even better, there is not an or attached to his name. Clear number one running back there at BYU. If you had Tyler Algier last year, you know exactly why that is such a big deal for him to be the clear number one back they're going to run with this year. Love, love, love Christopher Brooks this year. I've been grabbing him a little bit earlier now that that is kind of official. What do you think, Matt? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a really, we were kind of talking about this before we jumped on air, right? At some point, you start going into systems and, and who's listed at top of the depth chart. And it's a perfect fit. You look at Algier. I mean, Algier turned into a, a highly productive running back. He was playing linebacker at first. So if you give me anybody at top of that BYU depth chart with the passing game that defenses are going to have to respect and get that BYU offense for this last year against a, a lighter schedule, right? So I would I would definitely be in on Brooks at the right price. Mm. But now we're not going to get him because we, we're hyping him up on the draft. So we're not going to oh, get no, him. Probably. He'll, he'll be gone in like round five now, like round <laughs> four going... or five now. Absolutely. I don't know. You might have to take him one-on-one, Jared, just to be safe. I, I think so. I think so. I, actually, John, John just said in the chat, he's like, so wait, Jared's taking Christopher Brooks at a 101 <laughs> spot? No, I will not be taking Christopher Brooks at the 101 spot. I do like him, though. <laughs> you know, Jared, if, if I may, you know, one of the comments in coming from Ryan is, you know, he said rounds 14 to 25, he sucks. You know, he doesn't feel as good. You should what what he should do is pull up one tab, which is what I have, which is the C to C ADP tool, because you were roasting me before yeah. this draft for not following ADP well. And so I pulled up the, the campus again ADP tool so that I could try to, you know, when we get into the later rounds, not look so uh, hot takeish, but I probably still will. You know, and we have the ADP up on campus again, but even better, we have a draft predictor tool up there that basically yeah. allows you to kind of play around with. If a if a player falls to me at this spot, how likely are they to make it to my next pick? If you're trying to decide between two players and you're sitting there thinking like, ah, I'm really scared that one of them's not gonna make it back to me, throw them in the draft predictor tool. You can put the draft pick that you are at right now and your next pick, and it'll give you a percent chance that that player will make it back to you at that next pick. A phenomenal, nice. phenomenal tool. Again, probably a little difficult to use like in the middle of a live draft. So definitely like in between <laughs> your picks, like play around with it. It's on the Campus Camp website underneath our tools tab. Absolutely go check that out if you haven't already. Uh, let's see. Kenny Linson says CJ Stroud will be his 101. Fair enough. I get it. If you want to go QB early, there you go. Um, and then we got five seconds before the draft starts here. And I'm still oh not 100% sure as to who I'm going with here. There you uh, go. You're on the clock, so you better figure it out. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> so, again, I'm down between Jackson Smith and Jigba, B. John Robinson, and Lou Nichols. Uh, I do love this first tier of running backs. I really, really do. But I also it's really love to. Jackson it's Smith It's hard not and to. And, uh, you know, we're going with it. Going with Bijan. Uh, yeah, it's too tough, man. It's too tough to not. Again, I, I'm i afraid of saying this because now I'm afraid that the value isn't going to be there for me in the second round and everything, but I'm really kind of hoping that I can solidify a certain position in this draft because I have been I have been struggling a little bit at a certain position, so I'm going to try to hit it a little bit earlier in this draft. Yes, yes, John, call me a liar. Uh, I'm not a liar. I just, <laughs> I just, decide. I, I decided to go to a different direction at the last minute. Oh man, I was hoping C.J. Stroud might fall a little bit further. I don't know if that's ominous to the quarterbacks that could come off the board here. We'll see. We'll see. You got four picks ahead of you. <laughs> John says he likes a liar. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, twenty-five rounds of pure deceit. I love it. Let's do it. 
All right, so who came off the board again? CJ Shroud, Jack Smith, and Jigba, Travion Henderson, boom, 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 Ohio State players all off the board. There's my boy Lou Nichols going off at 1-5. CJ Williams off at 1-6. So, Matt, you still think there's a first-round QB worthy here? Because those are kind of my two first-round QBs. If I'm looking at a QB, those are the guys I'm going with. Let's put it this way. I don't feel like I have to use a first-round pick on a quarterback with those two off the board. Um, I think there's maybe one or two that could return that value, but at 110, it's feeling safe that I could pass and swing back around at 203. No, I got you. Especially if my guy is here. Oh, man. There's Braylon Allen off the board. Braylon Allen, good pick. Not the guy that I, I was watching here. Deuce Vaughn off the board. Deuce Vaughn is off the board. All right. I'm going to stick here. Back-to-back weeks, I'm going to start with the running back position. I like Rashina Lee a ton. Yeah, there you go. That's that's a good pick right there. And ironically, that is pushing down, it looks like, some wide receivers right now. Oh, and there goes A.T. Perry. You know, a similar trend to last week. The wide receivers got pushed down uh, last week as well. So we will we will definitely see. I'm also really glad that I have like set this whole thing up to where everyone can't see my cue down below. I will admit that <laughs> when I was watching y'all, I think you and John Bob did know, a stream could, and like you had you your could. cue just like open for everybody to see, and I'm just like, all righty. Uh, <laughs> I do, yeah. I realized that that I was showing that off. It's a little bit of the gamesmanship there, but uh, oh yeah, it was it was quite fun. All right, Cedric Tillman. So there's two back-to-back wide receivers right there. We'd love to see a ball go off the round in the first round. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Just all of us are so in love with those balls. <laughs> all of us equally. Yes, absolutely. Are, are really are really distraughtly <laughs> excited about them. All righty, come on, Ben. What's your next pick? All right, Zach Charbonnet. Thinking off the board. hard about that Zach Charbonnet pick. Well, you know, it took a while, but it was a good pick. We never was... never criticize a Zach Charbonnet pick around here. And there's a Xavier William, Xavier Worthy, excuse me, not Xavier Williams. We we did not. Stand and Worthy Xavier was going to be the guy. Uh, uh, sorry, not to cut you off, but I was going to okay. say Worthy almost made me not take Cunningham here. But I, I, I'll I'll stick with my plan to get a quarterback early that I like. Oh yeah, best ball Cunningham perfection right there. Gotta love it. But if Worthy was there, oof, I don't know. Might not have been able to to pass on him. And then Hooker coming off right after Cunningham. I wonder if we're going to see a run of QBs here. Because there's another I one think... I have on top of my mind right now that is telling me that he's probably coming off here in the second round. You would think so. Maybe we'll get a stack here at one at two six if it's what if it's what I'm thinking you're thinking. Let's see. Also, uh, John, I know you're listening. Great name, by the way, for your team. Uh, we and gotta live win it all. <laughs> that is good. That's 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 very very good. Last year for my dynasty team, I said or I had my team as Bijan Demon, like Bijan Demon, but Bijan Demon. Ah, oh, there we go. Hey, <laughs> It's a, if, it's a, if you have to explain it, it, it doesn't work. Also, two more <laughs> quarterbacks off the board there. Bryce Young, Sam Hartman. Hartman has started moving up into the second round pretty consistently now. I have yeah. noticed that. He used to be a, a guy you could get pretty consistently in the third round, but he is now very much a solidified second QB. Maybe the best ball kind of coming in there a little bit, but even still. 
Yeah. All right, hold on. I just realized I haven't really set up my queue here, so I'm going to throw some guys in there. Uh, yeah, you know, Hartman, Hartman, I'm surprised he ever wasn't in the second round. He, he, I just like in the, in the volume that he's playing in or the offense that he's playing in with that volume and just the weird mesh, you know, read system. It just, it, it opens up the deep field so well for him. Oh yeah. All right. John Tucker comes off the board here. I got two more picks before my pick. Let's see. Henderson Tucker. Oh, what a start. That's that fun. A- Double running back start there. That's fun. Tavian Robinson. Tavian Robinson. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tavian Thomas off the board there. Oh, one of my boys, Robert Harrison Jr., comes off the board there. But I think I'm going to go ahead and take my second running back here. I have not started with double running back so far this year. And so it's my first time okay. doing it. I feel pretty comfortable with it. So now the com- now it comes down to who do I take next. Um... I could go quarterback here, but I think I'm going to wait a little bit, and I'm going to go ahead and take my first wide receiver here. Go ahead and grab my boy, Jermaine Burton, wide receiver out of Alabama. Mm, Get him off the board pick. here. That's a good pick. Uh, how did Hartman get his picture in the draft? Does that mean he plays CFF with Fantrax? No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just Fantrax has some... some like Again, you're going to see some random players that for some reason... Fantrax has felt the need to include their picture, but you know, star or stu- like complete studs like Bryce Young or Travion Henderson or <laughs> anybody in the first round, <clears throat> nah. So random, it really is. Um, let's see what else here. Uh, John Ludovina asks predictions on Burton and Harrell total yards and touchdowns this season. I mean, I can't give you complete numbers off the top of my head. I think Burton will be the number one wide receiver. He is a very speedy guy, perfectly fits that outside uh, re- uh, receiver threat for Alabama. Harrell, obviously another speedy guy, easily could run a sub 4-3, 40 time by the time he gets to the combine. The thing is, to me, the Alabama receiving core is boiled down to Burton will be starting at Z. Earl is going to be um, is going to be starting in the slot, and the question comes down to the X: Is it going to be Jacory Brooks from last year, or is it going to be Tyler Harrell? I am a personal believer in the fact that I think eventually Tyler Harrell, because of his speed, is going to be that second option there. If he can really refine his route running abilities, I think he'll easily overtake Brooks there. But also can't ignore the fact that Brooks has some experience there. Either way. I'm not taking either of the really any of the other guys until after the 10th round. Burton is my guy to grab here in the early rounds. All right, Matt, you, uh, no way, it hasn't come back to you, you yet, but you got one pick until you, what are you kind of eyeballing here? What position? Well, <laughs> I thought I wanted to attack wide receiver, a- but when Burton, Dell, Reed, Butte, Downs, Johnston, and Rice all go... <laughs> ahead of me in the round that's a pretty uh, it, rough stretch right there <laughs> it would just be chasing value here so i think at this point i'm trying to decipher i think i want to snag a second quarterback here on this turn but i'm not sure i want to do it with the first pick or the second pick mm-hmm. although dylan gabriel coming off the board kind of lowers my options a little bit hmm. or meyer is still there there's a running back I like that is still there. I don't think I've gotten. Oh man, this is tough. 
Yep, and you got 30 seconds of toughness left. <laughs> Talk through it here. Uh, let's do... Ah, oh, man, no. I don't like that. You know what? I don't have I don't have any of them yet. We'll take the tight end. We'll see if it, it can create a run here on the turn for me. Well, it's a little early. I feel like fourth round, I'd feel better about Meyer, but I don't have to worry about tight end. And that, that position stressed me out a lot in my last mock draft. No, I can... I can... Honestly, late third, I understand the itch to start grabbing those early tight ends again. I love, I love my my boy. Uh, the people out there know who I'm talking about when it comes to my boy. <laughs> um, but we'll see if he makes it back here again. If if we do start seeing a run at tight end, I yep, dude. I was I was thinking about Will Rogers as well. <laughs> That that feels like a personal attack there by by Baylor Bears. I know he's been listening to the mock drafts, and uh, that's my guy. Um, that that one stings a little bit. All right, let's. Uh, this was the the running back I was considering on the other side. Yeah, I'll that's take a good Shipley pick. off the board. Fourth round, I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I feel like Shipley is really undervalued right now, and it's to the point where I'm like, do I not fully understand the Clemson offense? Because uh, he was really efficient when he was on the field last year. Well, that's the thing, actually. Like, I've been listening. Um, I'll, I'll plug a pod here. The the Hero RB show that Campus Canton's been putting out every Thursday. He actually did a, mm-hmm. he did a deep dive on Will Shipley the other day. Actually talked about how Shipley actually isn't that efficient running between the tackles and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like it seems like he was the better guy, but it was more more about him out athleting people on the edge. But when you mm-hmm. when you ask him to kind of run up the gut. He actually isn't much better, if if not a little worse, than guys like Kobe Pace on the roster and Phil Moffa and stuff like that. So I still think yeah, he's I believe be, that he's still gonna be the guy. I think, but um, I think that he is. I think he's now being kind of appropriately valued in like the third, fourth round. I was on him as a second round pick when the offseason first started, but like. I've been kind of persuaded that, you know, third, fourth round feels a little bit more right for him. Yeah, and it's the pass catching for me, right? I mean, we had pretty good pass catching in, in a, a limited a limited offense. <laughs> we could put it that way. Yep. So hopefully, you know, if you're going to project the Clemson offense up, hopefully there's more volume there. That's what I'm banking on with Shipley, at least. Oh, yeah. Also, see, this is the reason why I felt the need to hit running back early because here in the fourth round, yeah. it's starting to get a little dicey for me in terms of like the people being taken. Also, second tight end off the board coming off there, Brock Bowers. We will definitely see what transpires here coming down the stretch. I and really like to is- start by Lepo. You know, Lou Nichols, Miles Price, Kayshawn Boutte, Brock Bowers, really balanced start there. I mean, he's yeah. going to have to figure out quarterback, of course, but a good, yeah. a good, nice balanced start. But if there's a year where, like, quarterback is kind of okay to wait on a little bit, I think this is a good year. You can get some pretty good guys later on. Ah, dang, Cephas. I wanted to see if I could get him here. So mm-hmm. we will definitely see Tiger Bob and Kenny between me kenny has been through these drafts long enough to i have a feeling to what direction he might go just to see if he can get a reaction out of me we will definitely see (laughs) um but bob is is taking his sweet sweet time we'll we'll see also i'm hoping there we go I, i was getting a warning label that my stream was dying and i was like no please don't 
for doing so well tonight. <laughs> Please. Um, again, speaking of doing so well tonight and everything, again, hope hope everybody listening is having a good time and everything. And again, just go ahead and copy the link to this stream and just invite your friends to come on over. Uh, yep, Kenny, I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. Took my boy. Took my boy, Trig. Why? 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 Anyway, <laughs> let's see what we can look at here now. I think I'm going to hit wide receiver again. And we're going to go ahead and take Zachary Franklin, boy out of UTSA. And then I'm going to go ahead and grab the last of the great tight ends. I'll take Mr. Zach Coon's tight end out mm. of Old Dominion. Okay. Is <laughs> it a pretty, a pretty steep uh, drop off for you after this point? Pretty steep drop off in terms of tight end. I'm like my strategy throughout the entire year has been, if there is one out of the top four tight ends still available, by the time it gets to my pick, I'm gonna, I will be taking them with my pick. It okay. has earned yeah. me a great deal of shares of Michael Trigg and Zach Kuntz. Because you never see Brock <laughs> Bowers or Michael Meyer be that fourth tight end. But I, th- I feel pretty comfortable. Again, Kuntz got just an absurd amount of targets last year. I think it was like 112 targets as a tight end. I really hope they keep that going this year. Because otherwise, ah, Kenny, that's a good pick right there. I, I, I was considering Chris Thornton over Zachary Franklin, but I ended up going Zachary Franklin. Can I ask you, uh, Jared, I'd love to pick your brain on the yeah. 405 pick with Mo Ibrahim. Are, are you back in on Mo with the reports at a camp that he's healthy, he's back? So here's my here's what I've been telling people with Mo because I've actually gotten this question quite a bit and like I get it because again he's clear he's back so is Trayshawn Potts I think we're leaning towards they're probably going to split the carries a lot more than they have in the past especially when you have two experienced guys in Ibrahim and Potts mm-hmm. here's my deal with Ibrahim it's not so much what round you take him in is it for, to me it's what number running back is he off the board for your team? So, like, with John's team here, he took me Ibrahim as his second running back. I don't like that. Ibrahim is not going to be a guy that I want to rely on as one of my starting guys. And when you're in these early rounds, you are taking the guys that you think are going to be starting for you on a week-to-week basis. Ibrahim, there's just a little too much risk there with him. To where mm-hmm. I feel much more comfortable grabbing him as my third or fourth running back, and maybe that involves a heavy running back start. But like I think last week or two weeks ago, I he was still on the board in like the eighth round. He's like my fourth running back, and I'm like, you know what? I'll take the shot on him. I'll take right. the shot on him. If he doesn't work out, it's my fourth running back. I wasn't planning on relying on him anyway. But if he hits, holy crap, he's going to be incredible. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. It's so interesting. I mean, you know. It was a easy first round pick last year, right? Oh, um, and then when when he when he was that first game, I mean, he looked like he was worth the one hundred one. But you just never know coming back off that injury, and you can't assume the offense is just going to come out and be the exact same. Yeah. But at the same point, you don't want Brock, uh, Brock, uh, or not Brock. Um, oh gosh, why is his name um, Ooh, coming back for Joshua his like thirty eighth year? In the fifth round, Western Kentucky. I like that. The Hilltoppers. I mean, I like you don't want Simon, Tanner Morgan throwing the ball too much. That's who I was. Gosh, I was confusing him with Brock Purdy there. Similar uh, to un- Understandable. Of, uh... Uh, <laughs> I feel like you could. I feel like 
uh, he could have waited on Josh Simon just a little bit there. Typically, you don't really see him going off the board in these top uh, these top five tight ends, but you know. I think one of the hardest things to do and, and why I like doing mock drafts so much, it's it's hard to like isolate yourself from reacting to the runs on the board. Yes. And so it, it takes a good deal of practice to say, all right, don't panic on the tight end. Let's yep. sit there. Let's just wait till round 10 or 12 because we're going to be able to take two or three shots at it. You got to think about how big these tiers are in your mind. Because like for me... exactly. If I miss out on the top four tight ends, I'm going to wait a while at tight end for the most part. Unless I get some serious value, in my opinion. Because, like, Marshawn Ford has been going a little bit later. And I think he's a pretty Mm -hmm. good value once you get past, like, round 10. But that second tier of tight end is just so massive for me that I'm willing to wait a good while. And so, again, I think, let's see, who else came off the board here? Matt Kippenhammer, that's a good pick. Tank Bigsby, that's a pretty good pick. Oh, that's your pick, Matt. What? Tell us about Tank Bigsby. Oh, well, I had Mordecai in the queue. I wish I had taken him instead now. Um, you know, Tank, I think I, this is actually a reaction. Last week, I, I had Tank queued up. And remember, I took Singleton uh, in the sixth, I think. And then I couldn't get Bigsby. Or th- I took Singleton in the fifth. I couldn't get Bigsby in the sixth. So I had to get him uh, this round. You know, when I look at Bigsby, I see somebody who just the Auburn offense has a chance to take a nice step forward this year. And Bigsby, you know, doing his summer scouting, it's all there. He's Mm -hmm. just got to put it together. And so in the fifth round, I see a guy who's going to get volume. His offense should take a small step forward this year. And if it comes together right, we could be looking at a really high producer for the fifth round. And at the end of the day, somebody you know week in and week out is going to be out on the field for 15 to 20 touches if healthy. So in the fifth round, that's a pretty good floor for me. See, again, I'm worried about Auburn this year. First of all, they somehow downgraded at QB from Bo Nix, which is a very impressive thing to do. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> are you really going to defend TJ Finley and Zach Calzada over here? No, I was going to defend Bo Nix, but not really. No, <laughs> I'm not um, drawing that line here. But now, granted, you could also say that's a benefit for Tank Bigsby because that probably means they're going to have to rely on him a little bit more. But also, I see a team that even when he was supposed to be the guy last year, people were taking him in like the second round. I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> was I was looking to- at the board and I was like, what's Ewer still doing on the board? Um, he was being taken like the second round last year. Heck, in the first round sometimes. And he ended as the RB44. Like, they don't know how to utilize him well. He's a good receiving back. I don't understand why these coaches don't understand that he's really good out of the backfield uh, catching balls. I don't know why they aren't throwing the ball to him so much, so much more. Um, Again, Baylor Bears in the chat says... I hate his nickname. His nickname is not appropriate. I get it because he runs guys over. It's his contact balance. But when I think of Tank, I think of, like, the fridge, right? Like 240 can only run in the middle. He's yeah. way more athletic and versatile than his nickname gives him credit for. You know, I, again, I was going to go quarterback there, especially if viewers fell to me there. But uh, Matt, you uh, you took my guy there, so I think I'm going to have to wait on QB just a little bit longer. And I got to uh, tell you, I was looking down board further, and it's always good to have your rankings pulled up. And I was like, wait a second. Is this guy, because the guy who just came off the board 6'6", Cam Ward, is who I was thinking of. Yep, I was thinking um, about But him then too. I looked and I said, Ewers is about five spots higher. 
Yep. Oh, Knighton coming off at 6-5. Uh, I don't think I've been... He, he used to go off really early at the beginning of this offseason, but I think people kind of backed off a little bit on the Miami offense because I think people have started to... Also, I feel bad. I just realized I'm picking on John's pick again. Sorry, John. I don't mean to keep picking on you, man. Um, <laughs> but it provides some good discussions. Like, why has Knighton fallen a little bit in other drafts? And a lot of that has to do with, again, they brought in Henry Parrish from Old Miss. Um... And a lot of people are kind of worried about the fact that he is somebody that only got the volume that he got because he, literally everybody else in that room was injured. Mm -hmm. So I understand kind of the concern around him, but I don't know. Oh, Jaden Bray comes off the board. That was that 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 hurt my soul just a little bit. There hurt my soul just a little <laughs> you know, bit. I, I st- I struggle with the whole Miami offense. There's some, you know, Cristobal, we had questions about his offensive scheme at Oregon, if he was really getting the most out of his talented players. We have a new overall coaching staff. I like the OC higher, but there's just so many questions. There's some offenses that I'm comfortable waiting back and saying, you know what, let's let's wait a year, right? Let's mm-hmm. let us let somebody else take that risk. And that's where I'm at on night, and uh, it's particularly in the running game with Miami. I'm like, let's just sit back and let somebody else take that risk. No, I totally get that. Um, speaking of fun risk and everything like that, I have once again <laughs> passed on quarterback here. And what I have now done, and I'm letting everybody know right now, I will be taking two quarterbacks on this ne- on this next picks because I have just loaded up my queue with a crap ton of quarterbacks that I really kind of <laughs> like this late. I again, it's 21 picks until my next turn, but I have a feeling I'm going to like at least two of the quarterbacks that fall back to me and I'm just letting everybody know that. <laughs> One of them was Frank Harris and he comes off the board immediately, so this is about to be fun for me. Also, Frank I took Brooks before pick. any of you vultures could take him. Yeah, I, I did see that you were you were not uh, you weren't taking the chance there. Nope. You could nope. have had the stack though that that sweet roadrunner stack. That's tough. I could have had the stack, but also hey, Harris was one of those I thought would fall a little bit later. Uh, yeah, don't don't you guys dare just all go QB. I'm gonna hate y'all. And there's three QBs in a row. I need to keep it's my tempting. mouth. I need to keep my mouth shut right now. You guaranteed it. It was a guarantee on this podcast. Who who else needs quarterbacks here? Uh, Kane could probably go quarterback. Golf golf will go quarterback just to spite me, despite the fact he's already got two quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you, I haven't ruled it out. I'm I'm considering it just for fun. Yep, and there's another quarterback of the board, Aiden O'Connell. Um, you know got... it's bad when Aiden O'Connell's coming off the board. Aiden O'Connell, no, I will not tolerate Aiden O'Connell's slander <laughs> on this show, sir. That man, five out of the last seven weeks, was a top 24 QB in CFF last year. Dude was Mr. Consistent. You plugged him in every single week, and you knew you were getting 25 points, and you called it a day. I will not tolerate Aiden <laughs> O'Connell's slander on this channel. Man is thrown for 4,000 yards this year. I'm not going to hear it. Well, a bit of karma for my bad mouthing because I was eyeing down Parker Washington with this pick, and there he goes off the board. So you're and Parker Wicks Washington. off the board. So you're Parker Washington uh, over Tinsley then? Ah, uh, y- yes, I'd like both, but um, here let me let me make this pick, and no, then make I'll, your pick. Make uh, your pick. Yeah, I'll make my pick first. 
Uh, and I'm tilting a little bit here. <laughs> oh, man. You're tilting. I, I, I just manufactured a quarterback run over here from everybody listening. Well, in my defense, you did that one to yourself. I did. I did. Oh, boy. Hmm. Hmm. My host is uh, watching uh, Star Trek downstairs. I could hear the music. It's pretty nice, actually. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, jokes on you, suckers. I've loaded up with more quarterbacks in my queue. Three uh, seconds, sir. Three seconds. I know, I know. I didn't like that pick. Um, it's a fine pick. It's an upside pick. Uh, but as yeah, your it's first an receiver pick. off the board, I have to question it. Yeah, uh, I got to be honest. I typed in the other Cobbs into the queue and couldn't find them, and then I ran out of time. And... Oh, you mean, you mean Stefan Cobbs who went off in the fourth round? Yes, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I mean. Uh, so <laughs> that's quite honestly what happened there. Uh, to Parker Washington, um, you know what? And this is this is what I would call like a, a blind spot of me as a CFF player oh, because I do. There goes Tinsley. So much I do so much Devi. I was watching Parker Washington film this weekend and I I loved everything about his film and I could just see him stepping into that Jahan Dotson, KJ Hamler. Like they like to pick the guy Mm -hmm. and just feed him and the skill set just worked. So it's a little bit of a a blind spot there, but that's, I kind of just went with it. No, absolutely fair. You're back on the clock here. Where are you going with this? I imagine you're going receiver. Just going to keep, til- tilting, uh, keep tilting, probably. Keep tilting until you're upside down. <laughs> Seriously, that's what we're getting to. We're just going to go to the southwest for this round. Okay, this is perfect, actually, because um, I think it w- I-, I can't remember who asked at the very beginning of the chat, but somebody asked about Jacob Cowling, and I forgot to go back to that question. So what do you think about Jacob Cowling? Yeah, I mean, here- here's what it is with Cowling, right? You have a-, a talented player that's shown the ability to dominate in a market. And you have Arizona, who has the ability for a player to come in and be the dude. And then you have, uh, if I'm if I'm right, it's Delora that is. I don't think he's in a battle, right? I think he has that job. Uh, I would and say so, I'd say it's like a seventy five percent chance that he'll start week one. Um, Noah Fafita, the freshman, is kind of interesting. He's a short little guy. He's like five nine, but he's interesting. Yes. Yes, I, I did. I, I now that you said that, I, I've heard some reports about him just like lighting it up despite his height. Um, but you know, I like Delora at Washington State. I mean, once he got his, his himself going, he was executing that that offense, and obviously a higher volume offense than what Arizona is going to roll out. But still, in the eighth round, and even Cobb's to a degree, right in the seventh round, you're mm-hmm. getting X receivers, uh, even if you know their offenses are maybe you know less safe than some of these bigger ones. No, absolutely fair. And um, I do like, uh, the, again, dude, there's so many freshmen at Arizona that are actually kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. Because you got the quarterback, Fafita, but uh, Tatoria McMillan, I like him quite a bit uh, there this year. Big, tall guy, very different kind of receiver than Jacob Cowing is. So they're probably both going to play this year. Um, they got two running backs, Rayshon Luke and um, Jonah Coleman, I think are likely going to get some carries this, or going to get plenty of play this year. And then they got a tight end, uh, Keon Burnett. Um, like him quite a bit. Uh, John asks, "Will Jackson start? Jackson Dart be the starter?" That was a, that was a tongue twister right there. Don't do that to me again, John. Um, 
I think Dart likely starts week one. Um, I think we're putting almost a little too much stock into his spring game performance. Because, again, it was very clear he really wanted to show off. And that game was very much just kind of looking to put the ball up into the air, try to get, try to hit deep shot after deep shot. But again, he was playing with the second team O-line. And if you're playing with the second team O-line at Ole Miss, that's just a rough time for you. So I'm not, I, again, put him behind the actual O-line. I think he looks a lot better that day. But also, hopefully he gets it out of his head that he doesn't have to hit the deep shot every single time. Nicholas Singleton going off here in the eighth round. I just put him in the queue. I literally, I was so patient, and I just put him in my queue. I like that a lot better because, again, he's the fourth quarterback off the board. You're not relying on him to be a guy that you're starting for. Alrighty, it has made it back to me, and believe it or not, there are still quarterbacks in my queue despite all of you vultures trying your best to deplete my queue. Some solid quarterbacks. Some very solid quarterbacks, including one Mr. Garrett Schrader at Syracuse. Yep. Yep, that was the one. I was like, what is he doing still on the board? And let me double check. All right, he has a bye week of week six. So I'm going to try to not pick a quarterback with a bye week of week six. I think I'm going to hit two dual threat quarterbacks here that I really, really like. And I'm going to hit Garrett Schrader and Colin Schley, quarterback out of Kent State. I'm going to need to find another quarterback to kind of fill in those first couple of weeks for Kent State. But I feel pretty comfortable with it. So... Uh, Can Schrader throw a forward pass? To be determined. (laughs) To be determined. But does he need to? That's the question. I would say, but this is best ball. I don't need him to every single week. All righty. I guess I probably should load up other players into my queue here. Oh, there's there's hmm 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 some players I like. I like a lot on the board right now. I got to tell you, this is like the rounds where I'm like, all right, get the queue fired up Uh, before like the first like seven or eight rounds. I'm like, I could do this on the fly. No, you gotta gotta be working that queue. That queue is everything. Queue is life. Queue is life. Need that on a t-shirt. I forget you're a teacher. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you teach? I said on a t-shirt. Oh, on a (laughs) t-shirt. I thought you said... Are you a teacher? Am I am I mixing you up with somebody else? I I know Lob's a teacher, but like I I consider myself an educator. So I work I work in colleges and sometimes okay. I lecture, but I don't I'm not like a principal lecturer. Gotcha. Um, I feel so, like you'd be a pretty cool professor. I like to think I am. <laughs> I like to think I am. I don't know. I'd have to check maybe rate my professor to see how they feel about it, but I did. I'll tell you, I did get a positive comment on my course on Reddit once, which oh, there you a, go. A positive comment on Reddit is worth every piece of assessment data that you could find. Hell yeah, dude. Was it was it on your university subreddit or is it like just one you found in the wild? It was like a um, it was a sub. I launched a new course. And so, you know, students will often, uh, you know, like start uh you know is this course legit is it good and so i looked at the course looking for feedback on how to improve and they were like this is the best professor this is the good the professor you want for this section i was like oh heck yeah all hey. right yeah i love that you know we take we take our w's where we can <laughs> oh hell yeah dude all right one thing i completely forgot to talk about here at the beginning of the mock and i'm ashamed of myself because i told lob that i would make sure to make a point of doing this 
But y'all, one thing that Matt and I are doing is that we will both be a part of the Kings Classic live CFF mock draft at the Fantasy Football Expo this year. Matt, you are you and John Lobb are hosting it. So very much looking forward to that. I'm going to repeat this in a second because my stream just dropped. Uh, so we're going to get that back here in a second, hopefully. I'll right, keep uh, actually... I'll keep finding wide receivers to draft in the meantime. All right, we're back, it looks like. All right. This time let, around. Let me start this again. Matt, we'll get to your pick in a second. But Matt and I are going to be part of the CFF Kings Classic Draft, the live draft uh, happening at the Fantasy Football Expo this year. But part of that is that we are raising money for a charity in it. And we are raising money for the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Um, I got a link here. I'm going to drop into the chat here. Y'all, if you're watching this and everything, just go and drop like $5, $10 or just however much money that you can possibly get. Again, fantasy is wonderful. Uh, we love playing it, but it's even better when we can do it for a great cause. It's St. Jude's. I don't know if anybody's ever really had a problem with St. Jude's. Dropping a link down there. Uh, again, just go there. Drop whatever you can. Help help us out to reach our goal. I think we're about halfway to reaching our goal, if I remember correctly. Last time I checked, Matt, you might know a little bit better about that. They were well on our way, but certainly could use some more help. Um, all right, Matt, you took Ryan O'Keefe. I like that here in the ninth round. Ryan O'Keefe is like the guy, you know, there's just some players that just like burn in your brain. Like yes. they're just stuck there. Ryan O'Keefe was just my like plug him into my DFS every single week last year. Cause he was like minimum price and just always got 10 targets. So whenever I can get him in like the eight to 12 range, I'm just, I'm all about it. And, and you're back see. on the clock here. You're going to take another wide receiver. You're going to keep the wide receiver run going here or. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to go with Hazelwood here. Nice. A few, probably three wide receivers I was comfortable with there. And I don't have any Hazelwood exposure yet. So I figured let's just sprinkle some in there. Gotcha. 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 I'm removing a few people from my queue because I realized that my... Is the stream? You don't want to go two more QBs here at the turn. Just keep it rolling. I could probably, I could probably do another quarterback here. Ah uh, man, Brad Roberts. That's a risky pick now because again, we we have no clue what his uh, we have no clue what his health is looking like right now because I don't know whether to believe his coach or not. Oh, Chris Smith. There, that's a good pick right there. All right, so I'm thinking again. You joked, you joked about me uh, going two more QBs here, but I'm kind of liking some of the QB value. Sound a bad plan? So because you could forget I'm, I'm, about the position for a while. I could, but there are some running backs that I really like here. Up, oh, Millen was one of them I was looking at, so that's a little unfortunate. But I got two more quarterbacks here in my queue that if they make it to me, I'll probably take them. One, one of whom is being criminally undervalued, I think, right now. And I hate saying that because I've dunked on him so much over the past couple of years. But, man, <laughs> oh, Marcus Cooper's a good pick right there. Um, but, like, I went back to last year, and I forgot just how good of a year he had. And now he's in an even better situation, in my opinion. 
in a team that loves to again i'll i again i I should shut up i should shut up because i want i kind (laughs) of want to see if i can get him on this way back we will Well, now i'm on the hook man i'm on the i'm on the edge of my seat all right taiji spears is a good pick all right let's go with some more dual threat guys here let's go ahead and get kj jefferson quarterback out of arkansas like that like his upside right there and let me double check my running backs here make sure i'm not drafting a guy that is on the same bye week as them i am not i'm between two guys here uh one of whom i'm surprised he's still available this late but i'm gonna go ahead and take my guy mostly because uh one he's my guy but also two he doesn't have two bye weeks, and I'll go ahead and take my guy, Dedrick Parson, here, running back out of Hawaii. John Lobb in the chat. Welcome, sir. Oh, look at that. John couldn't, John couldn't go a Sunday without me. Oh, no. Never. Never. <laughs> uh, uh, Jefferson was in my queue. I thought I'd get a nice little, uh, a nice little uh, Arkansas stack, but I was, I was thwarted. You were thwarted. Sorry. I needed to get some dual threat quarterbacks. Ah, oh, Daywood. No, I was hoping he would continue to fall. Ah, I, they do. Daywood is one of my favorite values right now because, again, we're all locked in on Malachi Corley. People forget that Daywood had more or more uh, receiving yards than him last year. I think he's absolutely a lock to overtake uh, or to take over for Mitchell Tinsley on the outside there. Great value there. Um,. Chase Brown was the other running back I was looking at over Dedrick Parson. I think that's an incredible value there in the 11th round. Uh, Brandon, I assume that this is Brandon Campbell, not Alton McCaskill. John says that he loves you, Matt. Oh, feelings mutual, John. The feeling is mutual. All right, more dual threat quarterbacks coming off the board. There's Spencer Sanders. He's kind of risen up some boards this uh, this month compared to where I, I've Sneaky. seen him been kind of going up. This uh, is like uh, August is the month where everyone has to accept that Spencer Sanders is just is just a player again. You know, it's yeah, so, it's so it's like hard. We, we I think everybody got so burned that one year that <laughs> everybody was just like, you know what, I don't don't want to do this again. Uh, and you're like, oh, he just keeps pulling me back in. Keeps pulling me back in. All right, we're probably going to avoid some, one of these. Oh, Jeff Sims. Sims. A Jeff Sims sighting. It is a Jeff Sims sighting. It's been a minute since I've seen him, but, you know, dual threat guy. I don't blame it. Logan. Oh, Logan Bonner. There's your third quarterback off the board. What do you like about Logan Bonner? Uh, I like that he's throwing the ball to Brian Cobbs. <laughs> There you go. Fair point. Get that sack. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, Bonner was one of those guys where I didn't realize just how good the Utah State offense was under a brand new head coach last year. Uh, and Bonner's coming back for his like 23rd college football season. So I like that experience when I see it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fair. So I'll ask you, you got Brian Cobbs. You got Logan Bonner. Are you thinking about maybe going for the other wide receiver there? At Utah State, you got Justin McGriff still on the board? Uh, you know, I don't uh, – wide receiver's not in play with this next pick, but potentially further down board. Uh, George Fair. Maloney was in play, 
that was an option. Went off the board here at 11 12. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. we could not take the other guys in my queue, that would be helpful. <laughs> you got two more picks. Hopefully, they don't take your guys there. Yeah, I got four guys in the queue. So, mathematically, I'm safe, but not everybody in the queue is equal right now. No, <laughs> so, I get it. I get it. There's one of my guys here who I want at uh, at 12, uh, 12, 3. Van Dyke was in my queue. He was not the guy <laughs> I wanted. Um, but it does make Watson was not in my queue. I'm going to go with uh, with another one of my quarterbacks here in, in Tagovailoa. Remember how I said that you and John draft very similarly? We we love Tagovailoa. We are we are big on uh, Talia. All right, what do you we think ride about, that wave together. What do you think about Chris Rodriguez coming off here in the 12th round? This is a guy that was going in the fourth round, but man, all those rumors about a suspension, all that jazz. Do you think you like grabbing him here in the 12th? And that is Justin's fourth running back that he is taking taken today. What do you think about that, Matt? I think it's fine. I mean, in the 12th round, anybody can miss. You know what I mean? So I'm fine with taking somebody who... Uh, would have led the SEC in rushing if healthy last year, right? He was on mm-hmm. pace for that. And, of course, Tyler Beatty swooped in at the end. But, you know, looking at the other running backs, Bauer, uh, Bowser makes me nervous. But I really like that EJ Smith pick in the ninth. But, mm-hmm. again, there's a little bit of risk there. So, Justin's team could smash at running back or, you know, we could be looking at potentially uh, some depth issues. So, it'll be interesting to see how his roster plays out. No, absolutely fair. Uh, Brandon, love Shavon Cordero. He has finally kind of really appeared on the people's radars. I think people have finally understood that there's like a lot, and I mean a lot of potential in that San Jose mm-hmm. State offense this year. They brought in some really, really good pieces this year. Like that pick quite a bit there. Another dual threat guy. All right, we got some tight ends coming off the board here, and some tight ends are still on the board that, like, I'm kind of surprised. So, like, part of me is kind of thinking of... Okay, there goes Ford. Uh, <laughs> no, part of me was... Nope, okay. <laughs> nope, and, nope, there he goes. Um, I'm going to take the other quarterback here. I, this is my fourth quarterback in five picks, but, guys, Adrian Martinez is being criminally yeah. underrated at Kansas State right now. Dude had an absolutely bonkers year last year, kind of tapered off a little bit towards the end. But, man, he is now in an offense that loves to run the QB and has some great weapons around him like Deuce Vaughn. I really, really like him this year. Now, the question is, who do I take now? I have three, only three wide receivers so far, so I should probably take another wide receiver here. And I'm kind of down between a few guys here that... How's Martinez's shoulder? Everything tells me it should be fine. Uh, he should be good to go for the season. So, I got three guys here. Oh, God, I got 20 seconds. Ah! Yeah, now you're looking like me over there. I think I'm going to take a boring pick. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Xavier Hutchinson, wide receiver out of Iowa State. Another guy who's just been around. He's just been around, but like we know he's going to be the top target at Iowa State this year. No reason to expect him not right. to be. No, I mean, he has to be. I don't yeah, think yeah. there's another option, quite frankly. Well, uh, they got um, uh, Dimitri Stanley from Colorado. I think he's there now. Okay, okay. And then uh, there's a... Um, ah, shoot. Oh, wait. Shreve's back. Good. There we go. Um, there's a freshman there 
this year that I don't think he'll probably be a stud this year, but uh, his name's Greg Gaines. I like him quite a bit there at Iowa State. The real question is, what does Hunter Deckers look like? Because that's the kind of the unknown that mm-hmm. none of us really know. Could All it right. get much worse? Brock Purdy's pretty bad at the times last year. <laughs> Brock Purdy is pretty bad. <laughs> he's pretty bad. I will give you that. And he's in the NFL, technically. Yeah, he, te- technically. Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> by all technical uh, definitions, he is there. By, by all technical definitions. Webster's Dictionary would define him as in the NFL. In the NFL. <laughs> you can make a political joke there, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best. Probably for the best. Not going to go there. All right, I'm trying to think who... Again, I'm kind of getting to the point in the draft where like, I'm looking at my queue and there's nobody that's like jumping off the page and is like really, really exciting me. Um, I'm looking at one position that I'm thinking is probably going to be where I go on this next turn. But again, I it, it's just such a forever and a half when you're sitting here on the turn. Turn is tough. Uh, Sam Pickney, that's a good pick right there. I think I can probably cool it on QB for a while, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, four. I think we both have four through the first 12 rounds. That feels like plenty. Yeah. But again, maybe like, add kinda, one more at the end. I kind of I kind of like, though, this strategy. Like, I typically like grabbing a top guy, but I do kind of like this where it's like focus on all the skill positions first and then just hammer it right here in these kind of middle rounds and just get your four hey, you guys for this, all Jared? in the same tier. Oh, wait. What are you doing, Matt? We hey, do it for the there he is. I would have lost the bet on what round you would have taken him in because you, my <laughs> friend, have re- like you like single-handedly drove up Marx's ADP last month. <laughs> but now it looks like you've learned your lesson and, and see that you can wait on him quite a bit further than you were taking him at first. That was my favorite comment. They were they were like, what did I miss at a camp that that Mark's jumped up? And you were like, nothing. You missed absolutely nothing. You you missed nothing. It's just Matt. But Matt, tell tell the people, why do you love Mark's so much this year? And also throw in there, why do you like him over Dylan Johnson? A lot of people are saying that Dylan Johnson's the better value right now. Why do you or again, why do you love Mark's? It's the it's the targets. It's for when you can get a running back who has consistently been getting, you know, 70 plus targets a season and he's playing in the air raid offense. So that's only going to continue as we get into our third year, second year, third year of Mike Leach's air raid offense. That's Mm -hmm. when the playmakers are really starting to build up around him. And I'm a big fan of Will Rogers. Rogers loves marks and Mississippi state is going to be playing from behind in 90% of their conference games at, at any point in time. So they're just going to be throwing the ball. So I want the running back who's going to be catching the ball, not running the ball. Yeah, no, fair enough. Again, the argument against Marks is that Dylan Johnson was just more efficient on his touches last year. Again, the few touches that, but you're also 100% right that Marks, in terms of receiving back, absolutely the go-to guy out of those two. You just picked up Carson Steele. What do you like about Carson Steele? I like Carson Steele that he's uh, high enough in my rankings, and I, I this he was just that guy hanging around on the board. To be quite honest, um, 
So we're looking at a bell cow Mac running back. I mean, that's, that's enough for me in the 14th round, right? Yeah, no, that, I mean, that, that's good enough for me as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Some, sometimes I overanalyze and sometimes I'm like, uh, there's about 15 backs here who went, maybe not 15. There's probably about 10 backs here who are technically behind Carson Steele in my rankings. Gotcha. No, fair enough. Um, so the Baylor bears, Ben's Baylor bears, um, just said in the chat that he, you sniped him on marks. Uh, would would you have been okay, Ooh. Matt, if you uh, if you weren't able to get marks in this? Like, would you? I have feel been like okay? it just would have been an absolute devastation to the brand. I don't know what <laughs> I would have done. But I know, you know what? If anybody took him, I know Baylor Bear listens into me and John's shows. So I would have felt like I at least contributed to that marks pick in some way. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I will give you that. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna see again. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying my best to keep back keep track of bye weeks. If you've listened to this pod long enough, you know that I am pretty notorious for forgetting about that. Uh, just Jalen, great question. He asked, "How do I get in the next draft?" Uh, you can contact me on Twitter. It is down there in the bottom right corner. I am at cff underscore Jared. Just shoot me a DM. Let me know. Hey, I want to be in next week's draft, and if there is any open spots, I will do my best to get you in. So that is that is the way to get into these drafts. Nothing too crazy about it. No like sign up sheet or anything like that. No, just DM me. There's a spot open. You're in. Alrighty, I am on the I am on the clock here. Um, I thought about going tight end here, but Will Mallory, Sam Laporta, and um, Payne Durham all went off the board there. So values lost there for tight end. All good picks there, by the way, at tight end. So now I'm going to go mm-hmm. a different direction here. And I think I'm probably going to pick up another running back here. Again, let me check my bye weeks and everything. All right. I think I'm just going to go ahead and pick up again. Kind of a boring pick. I'll pick up Pat Garwo. Dude's going to oh, get two. No, that's a good pick. Two, it's a good pick, but it's a kind of a boring pick. He's not, some, he's like, not, not a ton of upside there, but he's going to get 200 touches this year. And I cannot ask for more than that in the 14th round. And then with him being the boring pick, I think I'm going to go ahead and pick a guy here. Again, assuming they're not on the same bye week. They're not. Good. We're going to go ahead and pick another running back here that I'm just a little bit more excited about. And we're going to get Percy Aguiar-Opise out of James Madison. That is an offense that absolutely can get you a thousand yard back. And he is returning from injury. I like it quite a bit there. Ooh, DJ Uyangalele. And Sam Rattler, the Rattler, to, the Rattler DJ, you uh, combo right there. That's, there. The, that's the comeback tour right there. Kenny, Kenny's got the comeback tour going. Yeah, Kenny's twenty twenty one draft grade would be super high right now. <laughs> it's actually funny, Kenny. Uh, Kenny put in the chat. He said, "Remember this mock when I make my next two picks." So, <laughs> oh, he, okay. he is he is predicting the comeback here. You have to appreciate it. Oh no, I I appreciate it. Again, I love when people do something fun, like or especially if they're on a turn, you just do something kind of fun where you just double tap two guys real quick and you're just like, boom. Love it. Like two App State running backs? Like two App State running backs? Like Camber Peoples and Nate Noel? Love that from Bob right there. <laughs> Perfection. Um, I did a couple of weeks ago, or yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I double tapped JoJo Earl and Tyler Harrell. Um, I think I did once where I double tapped 
I think I double tapped the two San Jose State wide receivers. It was um, Elijah Cooks and um, uh, Justin Lockhart. I double tapped them mm. in one of my drafts. Again, there's some fun. Th- again, I don't love the turn, but there's some fun stuff you can do with the turn. I I like I like the quasi turn. Like where I am now at five ten. Uh, or that would be like 15, 10, 16, three. Like it's enough of a turn where you, it's still grouping your picks together, but not so much where you have to do what you're doing, mm-hmm. which is just like swing around and make those back-to-back picks. So Kenny has some pretty interesting, uh, interesting logic when it comes to that DJ uh, Spencer stack right there. And I kind of get where he's coming from, where he says like, if we were guaranteed them to have a comeback this year they would both probably be like first second round quarterbacks so like i kind of get where he's coming from and again if those are his that's his third and fourth quarterback off the board and everything yeah shoot for the stars man you're not relying on them week to week i'm in on spencer rattler Uh, the only question is how much is south carolina going to look to push the ball through the air true but i i think i think we've given up on spencer and i was the spencer rattler hater but i think we've we've written him off sooner than we've uh necessarily should dju i have no idea but i also wouldn't be shocked if he bounces back too so it's not bad at all it's just a funny pairing there no i yeah um let's uh, see in my my queue is getting decimated i had mumfield uh Egbuka, and uh whaley all sitting there oh man you could have gotten that no but you don't have will rogers no i don't have will rogers so that's why i was you know i was gonna probably fade him but i thought i could get it uh Egbuka in the next round that's mm-hmm. why i was gonna sit there up to mississippi state wide receivers back to back right there interesting we uh we sparked the bulldogs offense uh talk here a little bit it looks like Uh, Thayer Thomas at NC State. Dante Dean. Dante Demas, uh, again, or it's your pick. I'll let you talk. Well, you know, I know the the injury. There's been a little bit of injury news coming off of him. So uh, a little hesitation there. But I have uh, I have uh, Talia in the 12th. So I, I like that pairing. And Demas, man, I mean, he is just an absolute monster. So my hope with him is that they're able to get him more targets in the red zone this year. And that'll bump him up a little bit, but it's a little bit of a risky pick just because they're he's going to be splitting with Jarrett for sure. No, absolutely. Uh, you're back on the clock here. You took a tight end, Ezekiel system pick, or you like you yeah, like yeah system like, pick. Fair point. Yeah, nothing nothing uh, too sharp on that. I do think UCLA is in for a good year. I think their offense is is prime. Um, and maybe I shouldn't say too much because there's another UCLA player I like taking a little bit later. Hey, uh, he might be in my queue. <laughs> Ooh. He, he well, might... I'm not going to take him, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I have to say, he, 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 he might be ready to go. <laughs> oh man, I usually, I usually get a, a little, a couple more rounds before, but Dude, well, it, I guess it, we'll see. We're we're in the point where, like, uh, I know Kenny just mentioned he's like, shoot, I just, I just shot uh, Spencer Rattler and DJU's uh, ADP up. And I'm like, we're at the point in the draft where like ADP's all over the place when it gets past like the like twelfth, thirteenth round. So like, just go get your guys at this point. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna give praise to Mr. John here, uh, because John Ludovina has just taken Treshawn Potts as his latest running back of the off the board to pair with Muhammad Ibrahim. 
There we go. That's how you so, do it. I like that. I like that quite a bit. Granted, Bose has been a great value in the 16th round. I honestly need to move him up my rankings. I keep forgetting to do that. Alrighty. Carl Milak is picking here. Also, by the way, uh, Ben is uh, screaming, why do, you, why do you keep sniping him? Oh no, Eric Gray! <laughs> Oh, Brooks comes up the board there. That's that's a good pick right there. 16th oh, round. Oh, I thought I had time on Eric Gray. Uh, you always think you have time. Okay. <sighs> that's sad. Alrighty. I'm in a position of need here. Do I... Hmm. Hmm. Do I lock down a receiving room here? I think the answer is yes. I'm gonna take Melquan Stovall. And then I think I can get at least one of these other players I'm looking at here. So I'm just gonna go ahead and take my guy at tight end. I really like Tyreek James this year. So lock down the Colorado State wide receiver room. And grabbing my guy, my second tight end off the board here in Tyreek James, I feel pretty good about that turn. I dig it. I dig it. And you didn't take the you didn't uh, you didn't snipe me. I did not snipe you. If you want him, you can have him. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if anybody else takes him. Uh, ben <laughs> is asking: Is Eric Gray going to be good this year? I am saying far away from that Oklahoma running back situation because of Jeff Levy, the new offensive coordinator there. If you have looked at Jeff Levy's offensive system these past, Jesus, probably like five, six years, dude has not produced a thousand yard running back. I'm saying far away from it. Dude loves a committee. He's got three great running backs there this year in Eric Gray, uh, Marcus Major, and freshman Javante Barnes, and they haven't even gotten Gavin Sawchuck yet. I feel like that that's going to be a full-blown committee. I'm staying away from Oklahoma's uh, running back room. I mean, here's the bottom line. Eric Gray is good. I don't care what anybody says. Will he be good for CFF? I'm not sure, but I do feel validated that he does still seem to be at the top of, of not at the top, but he's still considered a legitimate NFL draft prospect. Mm-hmm. And so the talent is there. It's And I, I feel like I'm not biased. So I don't know if Oklahoma doesn't give him a shot to be the dude. I, I think it's just it's going to blow my mind. But my mind was blown that he wasn't the dude last year. So he wasn't good last year. That's the problem. He wasn't nearly as bad as uh, getting faded out of that offense. That offense was a train wreck. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough on some things. Oh, Lord, I got to be careful. I kept adding guys to my queue that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's not a buy. That's not a bye week that I'm going to run into problems with. And I look and I got two guys already on that bye week for at the position. I'm like, well, I probably shouldn't do that. Got to be honest, week nine is not going to be nice for me. <laughs> yeah, no, week, week nine, week seven and week five are really kicking my butt right now. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be a rough pick. Top running back at Iowa this year. That's a great pick in the 17th round. I like that a lot. Wow, yeah, huh? Hey, my boy Yeet Yeet Boss is back. (laughs) 
Because I get to say that as loud as I possibly can and have people look at me funny. But yeah, yee yee, boss. Welcome back, sir. Put that on a shirt as well. Add that to the collection. <laughs> my boy yee yee, boss is here. Right there on my shirt. <laughs> um it's getting tough like i there's a lot of players i like but again like because i'm so worried about the because i'm so worried about my bye weeks and everything i just got to be careful with it my q's holding up all right i'm I'm feeling all right right now maybe i just jinxed myself we'll see we we will see people like to listen and be like oh you feeling good about yourself let me let me turn this around for you justin a little bit of a risk here Ooh, a little a bit of a shot. Pick. Yeah, we'll see. There's enough. I feel like there's enough safety in my running back room where I can afford it. No, fair enough. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be full-blown committee there. They just brought too many good options in, or they have too many good options. But, you know, I dig it. I we'll dig see. it. Former four-star. I like it. All right. Let's... Hopefully he clicks with Rattler, you know. We, oh, yeah. we get some chemistry going. We'll see. Could be, could be, could be. Could could be, could not be. Could not be. <laughs> John says week nine sucks. Yep, we're all in the same yeah. boat, buddy. That that's gonna be such Good. a bad week just in terms of CFB in general. Yeah, what a boring week. I should look I'm gonna look it up here. Week nine. I'm sure there's gonna be like I'm hoping there's at least like one or two great games that week. That can kind of save the whole week. Cause like there's wait, no, week nine. Isn't that I, I'm going to be so... Hold on. Week 9. Um, Tennessee, Kentucky. Unbiased interest there. Florida, Georgia's week 9. I'm ashamed of myself. As a Georgia fan, that is... Uh... Well, I don't know that that's going to be a game you need to watch closely. I don't no, think I'm, it's going to be a pretty... I will be watching you know, there's... it epically closely. I mean, I'm sure you will, but I think in the second half, you won't be too nervous. Yeah, probably not. Never nervous. Um, it's actually a pretty good week. You have uh, Stanford, UCLA. You have mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Iowa State. You have Michigan State, Michigan. That's pretty good. Ohio yeah. State, Penn State. Okay, yeah, this is, pre- this is shaping up to be a pretty good week. I mean, you have UMass and New Mexico State. Uh, fantastic there. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati UCF. I mean, come on. I, there's there's plenty. There's plenty this week. No, fair enough. I'll, okay, you, you you proved me wrong. You proved me wrong by my. I by proved it. myself wrong. I was right there with you. I thought it was just going to be a snooze fest. Also, Kenny, to answer your question, how many running backs, wide receivers, tight ends do you take in a twenty-five round draft? I'd be pretty comfortable with three tight ends, um, running back and wide receiver. I would say I'd split it about 50-50, so probably around nine for each of them. Yeah, three tight ends, five quarterbacks. That's kind of where I like to be, and then just try to balance out the other ones fairly close. Yeah, I would say so. All right, I'm still looking at my queue here. I got Lorenzo Styles in the 18th round. That was uh, channeled through John Lobb, I think. Oh, 100, 100%. Also, you took, like, hold on. We, we, let's not skip over your pick here, Matt. You took Shea Wyatt. That's one of my boys. I love Shea Wyatt this year. You know what? He was, he's was he been sitting in my queue for probably about six rounds now. Yeah, dude, great and pick. There, yeah, there was another wide receiver I wanted to go, but I just kind of said, well, if I added him that long ago, I should. Should probably go go ahead and get them. No, yeah, one hundred percent. And like again, 
people I think don't realize that he's reunited with a um with an offensive coordinator that Wyatt like was coached under at I think it was Central Missouri that Southern Missouri I can't remember it, it was a very small school but last time they were together uh Shape Wyatt put up over 1200 yards so for those two to be back you reunited this year I think Shape Wyatt is going to be in for a very very good year if he is going to be utilized in the same way and it's also part of the reason why I like Tyreek James so much because back then that offensive coordinator was not afraid to utilize the tight end whatsoever. All right, I'm going to double tap receiver here. Uh, take two guys that were in my queue since last round. Justin Lockhart, San Jose State, and then Caden Prather, wide receiver out of West Virginia. Is Prather the guy in that offense? So that's the question between him and... Um, There's somebody returning. Is it James? No, it's... Uh, well, J- James is... Bleh. It's uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton that I'm more worried about. <laughs> But Prather has been the one that's been getting praised and was kind of described as the one with the higher ceiling. So I'll take that here. Fair enough. Let's uh, see. Is this still Ooh, Josh oh, Kelly. That's not a name I've seen really before, but I dig it. I dig it. Probably start considering my next quarterback here. Who's still available? Oh, boy. Quarterback, huh? Yeah. Oh, there's one she was empty there. Ooh, that's very interesting. Hope he makes it back to me. He probably won't, but, you know, he's interesting. Um, okay, yeah, there's there's some guys here that I kind of like. Do I have anybody on that bye week already? I do. Hmm. There's also two Mac guys, so... Or I could throw a homer pick in there. We'll see. Yep, there goes JoJo. Starting receiver for Bama. Why not grab him in the 19th round? I would have grabbed him a little earlier if I didn't already have two week nine by wide receivers and I really need to get away from week nine. Yeah, not a bad spot at all there. Uh, is he a Banacanda? Nailed it the first time. Just like John Lobb. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, Pittsburgh's not going to run the ball anymore, right? Uh, according to, uh, <laughs> or was it the other way around? No, it was the other way the around. Where he, he, was, he was around. like, dude, that was, that was, okay, let's talk about that for a second. Let's <laughs> talk about those comments. What a stupid way to thank um, Whipple for the most productive offense that Pittsburgh has ever seen. That had to been been some sour grape. The Buckner is who I was looking at. Great pick, Justin. Um, like, like, what a stu- like that had to have been some serious sour grapes on uh, Narduzzi's part for Whipple leaving Pitt for Nebraska. Cause like, come on, dude. And like in that game, they ran almost forty times. The the game he was referring to, they ran almost forty times. It was just one of the most inane comments I've ever heard a coach say. I just didn't get it whatsoever. And, like, let's be real. Abanacanda wasn't doing that great last year. He couldn't separate himself from Vincent Davis. All right? Okay? Like, <laughs> Vincent Davis. I, I played him in a few weeks in, in uh, weekly. I can tell you that for sure. Vincent Davis. Uh, you know, he's, he's having a good. tough off. Narduzzi's having a tough offseason, man. I think the Addison thing just set him off. 
Oh, I think so. And too. now he's just like old man on the on the front porch, you know, just wants to yell about everything. Oh yeah, I I I I don't entirely blame him, but like, all right, he got auto picked Chris Hopman Bell. I feel that's a pretty good pick. Uh, that was nineteenth round, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, and and they, the the offensive coordinator that actually gave Minnesota a top receiver is back. So yeah, I don't I don't, I don't blame that whatsoever. We don't hate that. We don't I don't hate, hate that. that. I don't hate that. All right, get getting into the home stretch here. Oh yeah, I'm I'm starting to get the starting to get the yawnies going. Don't I need to stop? I need to stop. <laughs> I got I got work to do after this because I got um, I'm gonna plug something else here real quick, y'all. So bear with me. The CFF guide at campusacanton.com, 230 pages of CFF goodness, breakdowns of all 131 teams, including as well player profiles for. 36 quarterbacks, 48 running backs, 60 wide receivers, 24 tight ends, $20 for all of that is fantastic. And there's even more stuff included with that. In addition, if you have already bought our CFF guide, you are going to be getting an update this week. I'm hoping to get it out by tomorrow, but again, things can happen, but hoping to get it out tomorrow where we're going to update it with our updated rankings on the site. Uh, so you don't have old outdated rankings. It's going to include new ADP. Uh, from July, and so you're going to see a new mock draft that's going to include July ADP. You're going to see a brand new section that is going to compare ADP from June to July. Great stuff. And again, if you buy the the draft or if you buy the guide this week, you're going to get all of that included. And again, only twenty bucks. In my opinion, one of the best deals you can possibly get out there right now for CFF. Absolutely, go check it out. I got it. I'm, I'm on it. Good resource. I enjoy it. Yes, sir. All right, coming back to you, Matt. Again, we're we're round twenty. What are you? What's kind of your late round? Um, what's kind of your late round? Um, strategy when it comes to, like these later rounds and everything, Matt. Because you're probably starting to get to the end of your rankings. If you're like, if you're somebody who's not super into CFF and you're just kind of looking for guys to take off the board, what are you kind of looking for here? Yeah, at this point, you know, I'm I'm looking to have uh, that quarterback tight end number that I mentioned I wanted to hit, which was five and three. And I just took Ryan Jones. So that gives me my third tight end. I have five quarterbacks. And then at this point, honestly, it's it's uh, players that have volume, right? It's just mm -hmm. it's an opportunity. Anybody who I think could be a one or close to a one. I'm less worried about scheme at this point. I'm less worried about strength of schedule. I'm just looking for somebody who could potentially step into that role. And, you know, quite frankly, if you're not super into CFF, if you can just find somebody you recognize at this point, it's probably a fine pick. No, I, I, you know, that is entirely fair. Also there, it, Matt, I thought this man would be off the board by now because you made it clear that somebody you wanted. I gave uh, you your chance. I know, I know, but I've kept, uh, I kept, it kept he, sliding. He's, he's coming off the board, man. You had your chance. I know. You had I knew chance. I needed to do it. I knew I knew what I was accepting here. It's a it's a real shame, but I have enough exposure where I could let him go. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. righty, all righty. But it, and now now hopefully somebody doesn't take him here. But I kind of like him here, and it'll get me up to the number of wide receivers that I kind of want here. So Dallas Dixon, Central Michigan, two Central Michigan guys back to back there. 
Caden Gabbard, great question. Why isn't Javon Ivory drafted higher? Ah, oh, damn, Kenny. Damn, that was somebody I was ready to take up right there. Sean Fenn was a great Classic pick. round 20 snipe. There yeah, goes Jake Bobo. There it yeah. is. I deserved it. You deserve it. I won't even it. argue. All right, I'll go ahead and take my... Wait, actually, no. I can. He, he's in the system now. There he is. Give me Mike Washington, running back out of uh, Buffalo. Anyway, um, Kane Gabbard, back to your question. Why isn't Javon Ivory drafted higher? No clue. I'll be real. I think some people are a little bit questioning that of anybody taking over like Calvin Austin did. But if anybody is going to, it's going to be Javon Ivory. And is he still on the board? Like, let me look. Is he still on the board? Yeah, he's still on the board. Anybody who picks him up right now, I would consider that to be a great pick. The only reason why I haven't really picked him up yet is, again, I have so many guys on week nine by. I probably would have taken him a little bit earlier than now. Yeah, because I'm looking at him. He's right here near the top of my rankings. Um, Brett, can I post the results of this draft on Twitter? I keep meeting to each week, and every time I remember to do it, it's already so late in the week that I just, I'm like, okay, I'll do it next week. I am going to make a concerted effort to post this week's draft as a way to celebrate coming into the final month of the offseason. Caden, I agree. Caden says, I think that he thinks that Javon Ivory could be a top 20 wide receiver. Absolutely, there is the potential for that. And that's exactly what you want to look for here in these later rounds. Again, me and Matt were just talking about like, what's the strategy here? The strategy is look for guys that can get you that kind of, that even have a remote chance of giving you that kind of upside, especially in a best ball where you don't have the opportunity to pick up guys later. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. You know, you're you don't get waiver wires, right? So yep. those guys who are maybe second or third on the depth chart, you might be taking a shot on them now, uh, or maybe like a a high end prospect that hasn't lived up to his hype, which is what I'm doing here at 21 with John Emery. You never you know. Go. I like that. And there's been some rumors that coming out that uh, he is uh, he is kind of making a comeback this year. We'll I've heard good reports out of camp um, in new coaching staff. Uh, Mangum with that pick that was he was in my queue. That's a good pick. But new coaching staff, you know, you never know um, in yeah. the talents there. So uh, I want to throw some praise towards um, Race's way here. He picked Gyro Brock in the sixth round, just picked up Cartavius Norton in the 21st round, just locking up that Iowa State running back position for the year. I like that quite a bit. All right, I got to figure again. I want to take another running back here, but again, I'm stuck in the position of I have too many guys off at week nine. I have to be careful. And the guys who aren't on week. Okay, literally, of my top five running backs that are still on the board, four out of the five have week nine buys. Um, you know, I just took Devin Carter here out of NC State, and I feel like he lines up with that Jake Bobo pick in mm -hmm. a different way, right? Like these are guys who could lead offenses in, in targets, but they're not going to go high because they're not like super pass heavy, you know, offenses. So mm -hmm. I think that's a good, you know, 20 to 25 type pick. No. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tanner Arkin there at Sprague. Good pick there. 
um, John John Ludovina is very sad because his team's namesake has just come off the board in the twenty. That was rude. Round. That was really rude, that. Ben. You should apologize. I was gonna say he should apologize, and then um, and yeah, uh, Caden asks, <laughs> "What has caused Adrian Marti- Martinez to fall so far this year?" I talked about this earlier when I took him in the what did I take him in? He, I took him in the twelfth round this year. I think it is. I think it is along the lines that Adrian Martinez is one of the most frustrating players in college fantasy because he is absolutely the kind of guy where it's like every week you don't play him, he goes off. Every week you do play him, he puts up like an 11, 12 point dud on you. And there's just almost yeah. no in between with him. And so I think people are just like almost tired of him and they're just tired of investing in this in that but again this is best ball in my opinion he's in a better system now i think he's being heavily slept on this year i really like him at kansas state yeah but this is the format right to to go ahead and get over that um but yeah i mean i don't have to know when to start like how many people got burned in in dfs Uh, and i know i keep talking about that but i those those are the types of things that stick in my head you know because you really get the ins and outs of weeks and value and I mean, just he was just such a tough guy to go ahead and and you know swallow and, and put in in the lineup. All righty, let's see. So wait, hold on. How many running backs do I have that I can rely on week nine? If one, two, three, four. Oh God, I have four. I have four. I really hope they have good matchups that week. Because <laughs> I'm gonna take an. I'm gonna take another. Uh, I'm gonna take another running back here from Week Nine. Sam week Olson, nine, I'm telling Sam- you, just forget about it. Just don't even worry about Week Nine. I, it, it's as long as every, as long as everyone is sucking together on Week Nine, I'm okay <laughs> with it. I'm okay with it. Let's you got see. Pitt UNC on Week Nine. I mean. It's a good week, I'm telling you. I'm still well, I'm still looking at these games. I'm going to take Jordan Waters for the sole purpose of those first 4 weeks. He was in my queue because if like he probably can suck air the rest of the season, but man, those first 4 weeks he's going to dominate cuz that's what Duke does every single year. So and, I mean you know, you can't call him a one-to-one because we haven't really seen him, but Mateo Durant was able to produce in that offense. Hell yeah. Um, also, I just took one of my favorite third tight ends, uh, Mason Tharp. Six-foot-nine monster for uh, Texas Tech this year in a Zach Kittley offense. Give me that guy that they're probably going to throw the ball to constantly in the red zone. I like that quite a bit. And then... Uh, John Ludovita, does anyone know a good online therapist I could talk to to forgive uh, Ben's BU Bears? Um, I feel like John Lobb's a pretty good therapist to talk to. I'm, I'm, I don't think he's licensed whatsoever, but, you know. Uh, Brandon, taking Cam Cooper there. Interesting, because I thought it was pretty certain that Braden uh, Shager is going to be... <laughs> Uh, the starting quarterback. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Baylor or Ben in the chat saying I was panicking and saw your name talking to talking to John. Oh, no. 
we we ain't gotta win it all that is that is gold it's worse that makes, that makes it, it so much worse. worse makes it worse but i kind of love it it, uh. it makes it where there was like an intentionality behind it of like yes i like i see that your name is named after that i'm still gonna take him <laughs> you know what would be hilarious if i just took him instead if i just oh. went ahead and took care of that for you Alright, if I have three people in my queue right now, I have a pretty good idea of these are the people I kind of want to go with. And I gotta tell you, it feels like a real sicko mode to be sitting here in the 23rd round and saying, I only get to pick three more guys out of my queue. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? No, dude, I have done those, like, monster, like, 40-round best balls that, like, Mike Bainbridge and them do. And, like, you'll get to the 40th round and being like, man, I don't, I don't, I only get to pick, like, two more guys out of this queue. Like, there's some guys (laughs) here that I kind of like. And it's, it's so funny because, uh, you know, depending on the mock draft, I've done mock drafts where I get to this point and I'm like, there's nobody left that I want, right? And then sometimes you're like, the board just falls your way. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's, there is a, we did some Eliminator Leagues uh, with uh, Dwight Peebles, and there was one of the leagues that I was just, I was done by the end of it, and I looked at, like, who is left and everything, and I'm just like, I'll just take whoever, like, they, like not, <laughs> nobody, it was, it was like 14 teams, 30 rounds, so, like, it, it went pretty deep, and so, like, I got to the end yeah. of it, I'm just like, man, I don't want any of these guys right now. <laughs> Like that is enough for me. Oh yeah, uh, Ye Eat Boss. Do you think Deuce Vaughn will be just as good with Adrian Martinez? Again, we, we've discussed this before. Um, I think there's you're probably going to see some touchdown regression for Deuce Vaughn because Adrian is going to vulture a few more mm-hmm. than we've seen the dual threat QBs do for Kansas State in the past. But the real good news about it is the fact that. Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn are likely the only two people that are going to be consistently scoring for the Wildcats. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you really have to worry about it that much. Um, Ben, Milton Wright is no longer at Purdue. Drop in the chat who you would like to replace him with. Because I don't want you to have a wasted pick there. Nolan Matthews. I uh, like that pick yeah. in the 24th. That's a fun one. And you took Elijah, or is that Elijah Higgins? Is that his name? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I ben, think he's the yeah. dude, right? Yeah, probably. An- it's another just how, how much another you, good. How much do you care about Stanford's offense? Is the question. Well, here, here is my galaxy brain thought in the twenty fourth round. A Tanner McKee is getting first round NFL draft type. Stanford has a reputation of of developing quarterbacks and putting them in the NFL. They're down right now. They could really use a positive message around their team. You know, let's feed Tanner McKee. Let's give him more tape. And Elijah Higgins would be the guy that would benefit from that. So yeah, fair that's enough. my that's my 24th round galaxy brain. Yeah, galaxy galaxy brain play. I like it. Uh is Jalen Robinson is he available? I don't think so. Uh he is not. Try again, Ben. All right, Holt Naylor's. We talked about Holt Naylor's last week. That is a guy that, like, man, he used to be, like, a top 20 CFF QB, like, for two years running, and now everybody doesn't want anything to do with him. He was the hotness. 
There was a hole in nailers was a big deal. Remember when CJ Johnson was a big deal? Oh yeah. What, what happened to CJ Johnson? Uh, East Carolina happened to him. (laughs) Fair enough. Dude, East Carolina is such a party school. Uh, uh, all the coastal schools right there. I mean, you can't even blame them. No, no. Yeah. Evan Stewart in the 24th round. Yeah, that's a shot worth taking. There's, there he is. Javon Ivory finally off the board. Great pick there, Brandon. Great pick. All right. I, again, I'm eyeing two guys right here that I'm really, I'm going to, I'm going to feel really good about this entire draft if I'm able to snatch these two up right here. My entire draft is baking, is, is, is banking on my final two picks. Yeah, absolutely. But if you, but, yeah, if you get sniped, then your whole draft is garbage. I mean, it, that's what we established. I, 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 I had a whole plan. And if it doesn't go to plan here, it's just a big waste of time. I'm obviously joking. <laughs> you guys have been incredible. I, everybody in the chat has been awesome tonight. Really appreciate y'all's reaction. This has been pretty funny. Uh, again, Ben taking John's, taking Engada there might be one of the funnier things that's happened on one of these streams. Uh, is Donovan <laughs> Green, uh, let me look it up. I think Green is actually still available. Is he? He is not. Sorry, Ben. All right, I'm going to take my two guys here. First of all, uh, Jaron Bradley, wide receiver out of Texas Tech. Just grabbing another piece of that Texas Tech offense. And then here's the homer pick. Stetson Bennett. Oh, no. Quarterback out of UGA. Oh, boy. Dude's in for a big year. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. <laughs> Give me the uh, homer You got to respect it. You got to respect it. I don't think – I didn't take any Vols uh, this draft. Yeah, because uh, uh, Brew McCoy went off the board. I think Hy- – is Hyatt still available? Yeah, Hyatt, man. I just yeah, he's still available. Him. Yeah. No, <laughs> I uh, I've got him. I've got him stashed in enough uh, enough places. We're still waiting on that talent to come through. Oh yeah, I choose uh, not to respect it. I agree, John. Choose not to respect it. Hey man, you're the one who wanted to take Joseph and God after two years of not doing anything. So I don't want to hear it, John. I don't want to hear it. Fair enough. Uh, and he did take Draco Malfoy in the 22nd round, so, you know. Is Stetson better than the worst well. QB to win the Natty in the past two years? Um, JT Barrett win one? I would also, probably Greg take Mac- college. Also, I would, I, I would take McElroy college JT Barrett over Bennett. Stetson Bennett. Also, Greg McElroy was worse than Stetson Bennett. I think we can say that. Does Greg McElroy make that throw to A.D. Mitchell in the natty? Uh, <laughs> John says, decades! <laughs> uh, Taj Brooks know, from man. Baylor. Hold on. Tim Tebow, Kenny, no! <laughs> Luke Altmyer in the 25th. I don't hate that at all. Was that the Jackson Dart? Yeah, that's the Jackson Dart team. Yeah, I like I like just locking that up. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, Ben, thumbs up. I got you, Taj Brooks. Uh, John says, all right, do I take Clemson's wide receiver two, Bo Collins? I w- would not want Clemson's wide receiver two after last year. Um, I think you got to do it for the name. You got to take Daniel Ngata. Yeah, just go for Daniel Ngata. Because <laughs> then you didn't get sniped. Pick. 
if you take Daniel and Gata, then you didn't get then you didn't get sniped on on uh, and Gata earlier. Yeah, you got you got to go Daniel and Gata here, John. You got to go Daniel and Gata. We will roast you if you don't take him. There, it there is. you go. Good yes. Pick. Unbiased, good pick. Absolutely. No, like yeah, for, for real. That's actually a pretty good pick in the twenty fifth round. Somebody's got to do something at Arizona State this year. It's not like they, they can't just not have a football team. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I don't know. They might not. All right. You took Tucker Gregg at Georgia State. I don't want anything to do with Georgia State's backfield this year. I think it's going to be too much of a committee. What do you like about Gregg? I don't want anything to do with anybody left in my queue, but I have to take one of them. (laughs) Fair enough. Julian Fleming, again, I keep telling people, Julian Fleming's not a bad last-round pick. He's going to start at Z for Ohio State this year. Now, you can say that he may not keep that, but he's going to start there. And we've seen that these Ohio State wide receivers are productive no matter how talented they are. So I like it. We have finished the draft. We have made it, ladies and gentlemen. Great job, everybody, drafting. Thank you, everyone. Uh, We're going to stick around here just a little bit longer. Uh, I want to thank everybody who participated in the draft. Kenny Linson, uh, Bob Danches, Carl Bielock, uh, Brandon Lepper, Kane, uh, Ryan, um, John Ludovina, uh, Justin Donahan, the... Of course, our special guest, Mr. Matthew Hicks, uh, or Race, uh, awesome to have you, and again, Ben from the Baylor Bears, appreciate you, uh, all of you guys coming on here, and then Ben making a last pick, saying he just he says that Martinez has to, has to have somebody to throw it to, not a bad pick here at the end. So Technically correct. Technically correct. He has to throw it to somebody. I would say that's Deuce Vaughn that he's going to throw it to, but you know. I like it. Who is this, Philip Brooks? Yep, there he is. Um, I like that. All right. So typically what we do here at the end is that we will kind of go through each of the positions and talk about which players we were kind of surprised were not taken. But I think we'll change it up just a little bit this week. And if y'all can give me and Matt just a few minutes to kind of look through these teams... We'll each pick a team that we really like that isn't our own. So, Matt, do you does any team kind of looking through it kind of stand out to you immediately? Again, it's 25 rounds, so like if you need a second, I'll just keep talking here. Uh, this is a great time for anybody to kind of drop a question in the chat real quick if you want to just kind of kill time while me and Matt are kind of looking at these teams. I'll tell you, I really like the start of uh, Ben at the end there. Uh, com- Drafting from the 112, doing Tillman, Sharb, Corum, Will Rogers, uh, Brandon Armstrong. I think that's a nice start there. Oh, yeah. It's always it, – it's so interesting. You want to look at starts, but it's really the depth of the roster that's so important in best ball. Oh, yeah. Again, he picked up some of my favorite guys. Like I was a little worried about his t- uh, wide receiver start here. Obviously, Tillman's a stud. But Tinsley, Harold, two guys with big question marks right there. Um, Robin, but then you got Robinson, got Palmer. Uh, those are two guys that I like quite a bit there. So I think he can have a solid starting lineup, and if some of these other guys hit for him, he's good to go right there. Um, which ones kind of stand out to me? I would say... Hmm. I would tell you, Tiger Bob Tiger Bob is good. Oh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm liking this draft a lot, just kind of looking at it and everything. Again, Singleton, don't typically... Love picking him that early, but again, if he's your fourth running back, I don't mind it whatsoever. 
like uh, waiting till round six and getting DTR and Hayner on the turn. And then, you know, backing that up with Hall uh, yeah. and even Delora late, like that's a good, and I love Dracovic. I'm not sure about if for CFF, but it's, he did well to wait on quarterback. I agree. 100%. I'm looking at Kenny's draft right here and he, like Kenny's just taking stuff straight out of my playbook here. CJ Shroud, uh, starting running backs of Jordan Mims, Ontario Brown. But again, he grabs Spears and McWilliams right here in 10th and 11th round. You're going to get a starting running back out of one of these three guys, definitely. So I like that quite a bit there. His starting receiver crew of Harrison, Thornton, Bray. Some of my favorite guys right there. Obviously, he took my boy Trigg. And then um, for him to grab his second quarterback and Frank Harris in the seventh round, I thought that was really great. Um, again, he really took a lot of my later guys. Fenwick, Burns, Foreman, Ford. Um, you, you can really tell he watches a lot of my streams and everything because he, he took a lot of the <laughs> same guys that I would take. But again, maybe that's part of it. I do like Kenny's draft quite a bit here. So well done, Kenny. And everybody else, again, just kind of looking at it, I don't think anybody really did like a bad job uh, with their rosters. I think everybody... Just one person. I don't know. This CFF Jared... Uh, ah, no, this Matthew Hicks guy here at 110. Ah. Like, what a freaking loser over here. <laughs> what, a, what an absolute garbage draft. <laughs> Hold on, where, where is Jalen Robinson? There's Bijan. Uh, Jalen Robinson went 10-4. Uh, ben, if you're looking for him, Justin took him. All right, so we, we each gave a team that we kind of liked and everything. Let's talk about some of these players that didn't come off the board that we were kind of surprised by. I know, Matt, at the very end, you were looking at your queue and you didn't like anybody that was there. But some guys that I thought were a little surprised and did come off the board, looking at quarterback. There's quite a few guys. Actually, quite a few quarterbacks here I'm a little surprised by. Um, and you can let me know out of which of these guys you, you kind of agree with. Uh, Todd Santeo out of James Madison. Max Duggan. Or Chandler Morris at TCU. Neither of them came off the board. Um, I'm surprised. Who took Tyler Shuck? Carl Carl did not back him up with Baron Morton, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, granted, he doesn't have to worry about anybody else having Morton if Shuck were to get benched, but even still. Um, Chase Bryce, Appalachia State. He's kind of Mr. Yeah. Consistent. Um, Jerry Bohannon out of South Florida. Um, that would have been interesting. He's kind of an interesting guy. I know we, we crapped on him earlier, but Bo Nix out of Oregon, like, if that offense works, he's going to get 20 points a game. Like, that's been Is he named the starter? Or he's are been, we not been named the starter, but it's pretty, it's pretty much a done deal that he'll probably be the guy. Man, what is going on with, um, with Thompson, man? He can't win that job. Dude, I don't know. I guess he just wasn't as good as we thought he was coming out of camp. So he seems Possibly. like it. Um... Lonnie, great question. Did any of the Hawaii quarterbacks get drafted? Cam Cooper yes. got drafted, but yes. I'm fairly certain that five. the actual starting quarterback in Braden Sh uh, Shager is sitting on the queue right now. He did not get drafted. And then of the Hawaii wide receivers, the Tamatoa, Tamatoa did not get drafted, but did Zion Bowens get drafted? He did not either. So yeah, neither of the no, 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 no. Zion Bones is in there somewhere. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Gotta, gotta do last name here. There he goes. Yeah, Zion Bones went 21st round. 
and Tamatoa Makiao Atinalala is still sitting here on the queue. So we had one Hawaii player get taken. Um, anyway, more quarterbacks here. Jack Salopic out of Western Michigan. I like him as a late-round flyer. Um, other than that, yeah, no, nobody else really surprised me. Anybody stick out to you, Matt? Quarterback? No, no quarterbacks left in the queue there. I mean, you could take a shot in Hunter Deckers. He's getting a lot of hype out of camp. Blake Shapin, but again, the offense doesn't really go with it. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if somebody took a 25th round, you know, flyer on Preston Stone, even though I'm I'm a big believer in Tanner Mordecai, but mm-hmm. there's always that hype coming out. So, I mean, those are the names that are there, but I'm pretty I'm pretty content with who's there. Yeah. I'm kind of looking at running back right now. There's really nobody that like I'm kind of surprised didn't um didn't get taken. Oh, um Ben puts in puts in the chat another good name. I think it's a fun flyer. Uh, ben Shapen or Blake Shapen out of um Baylor. Kind of yep. a fun, yeah, fun name there. I, I mean, he's the starter. Yeah, he is the starter. So, so it's going to be whether that offense is going to throw the ball enough, um, which I don't know is going to be their MO, but I know they're excited about Shapin to the point where they named him starter out of spring, right? So, oh, yeah. Uh, but again, running back, probably the only name that I would say here is uh, Say Bangura, running back out of Ohio. He has been named the starter coming out of spring for Ohio. So a Mac running back right there. I love Demontre Tuggle, his two last two years. Uh, last year didn't work out well for me, but you know, Bangura, very efficient runner. I could see him do, performing extremely well behind that very underrated offensive line there at Ohio. I think they were like fourth in line yards last year. So I, I think Say Bangura is probably the only one I'm surprised by. Everyone else, nobody really stuck out. Anybody for you, Matt? I had Nathan Carter in my queue just because he's the lead back, but he's the lead back of the Huskies. So. Of, of, of UConn. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, he was, he was, he's a guy who he's runs guy. the ball. <laughs> he's a guy. He's, yeah, That's what you love saying not, at the end of your drafts. Like, yeah, he's a guy. <laughs> he's going to, he's going to suit up. He's going to wear a helmet. All righty. Um, wide receivers. Roma Dunsey. Out of Washington. Uh, I know McMillan, his counterpart, got taken in the 25th round. I feel like Roma Dunse was in somebody's queue, ready to go. So, he kind of surprised me. Um, nobody else here really surprises me. There's guys I like that are fun flyers. Gary Bryant Jr. out of USC. I like Tamatoa Makiao Timalala out of Hawaii. Jacob Copeland out of Maryland. I like him quite a bit. Uh, Jeremy Singleton out of Georgia Southern. But again, nobody here that was like surprised wasn't taken. Damian like, Alford was in the queue, you okay. know, out of Syracuse. Oh, yeah, Big good guy. Call. Yeah. Uh, opportunity there. So that if it wasn't Greg with that last pick, it was it was going to be Alford. So that's about it. Mm-hmm. And then tight end. <laughs> Sheesh. There's some good tight ends, <sighs> but like nobody I'm like super surprised by. Maybe Devin Culp, maybe Trish, Christian Trahan from Houston, Christian Sims out of Bowling Green. But like again, nobody here that I'm like, how dare y'all not take them? <laughs> I gotta be honest. Once I got to three, I stopped looking. <laughs> I said that was enough for me. No, nah, fair enough. Also, uh, Lonnie, to answer your question, I am fairly certain that Justin McGriff got taken. Yeah, fifteenth round. Uh, 
he he was asking if any other Utah State wide receivers had gotten drafted besides Brian Cobbs and uh, Justin McGriff went off in the 15th round. I don't think Xavier Williams, yeah, he's still on the board. Nai is probably still on the board. Yep, there he is. Um, there's another one. Oh, uh, my boy, uh, Vaughn. Terrell Vaughn, yeah, he's still on the board. Yeah, absolutely no reason. Uh, John, being the Clemson homer in the chat, is saying that tight end Davis Allen is going to shock the world. You know, I would believe that if I didn't draft Braden Galloway the last two years thinking I'd get some value out of him. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that pretty much calls it here. Again, any any kind of overall thoughts on the draft, Matt, that you can kind of think of? No, I mean, it's I, I like this approach. I mentioned I was going to go a little bit more QB heavy. Didn't quite work out that way, but I really liked the way I waited on wide receivers, the definitely the longest I've waited on wide receiver. So I like that strategy. I thought it panned out well for me. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'd like it a lot better than what I wait on running back. So I think this might be one that I lean into a little bit more moving forward. Yeah. I, again, I, I went into tonight thinking I'm going to get two running backs out of my first three picks. That was like, that was my strategy going into it. Cause I haven't really done that. I typically grab, one running back in my first three picks. And I'm like, you know what? I've been struggling at running back lately. Let's kind of double down on that pretty early. I like the build. I don't love as much the wide receivers I was able to get. I was kind of hoping a guy like Stephon Cobbs might have fell to me there at the end of the fourth because I've seen him kind of fall to the fourth there. But I feel pretty good about it. Um, I grabbed one of the top tight ends, so I always feel good about that. Um, And then, yeah, just like down the stretch... Running back, I felt really good about Christopher Brooks, Dedrick Parson, all the guys I grabbed. And again, this block of QBs that I grabbed right here, I feel really, really good about the upside I can get any given week. Granted, though, the the downside of a roster build like this is that I didn't grab a guy like Aiden O'Connell to where I'm like guaranteed 20 points every single week. There could be a week or two where Garrett Schrader, Colin Schley, KJ Jefferson and Adrian Martinez were just all for some reason just dud at less than 15 points. But there could be weeks where two of them get me 35 plus points because that's the kind of upside you get with some of these dual threat quarterbacks. I like my bill quite a bit here. Um, Ben, you asked, do, you, do I know anything about George Halani? Is he good? In my opinion, no. He's really not. He is good for on prize picks during the season when they give him an over-under fantasy points of like eight and a half. He's going to score you 10 points every given week. Do not expect him to score more than like 12, 13. It is as simple as that. Um, and I like Ashton Janty, the freshman they're bringing in this year. I think he could take over by year's end. Ben, I feel like that's a sarcastic great in the comments. I like Kalani. I'll give the opposite. I think he's really talented. He struggled to stay healthy last year, but as a true freshman, he had a thousand yards, seven touchdowns. So I think the the hope for Halani is that he gets back to that level. And he was effective when he was, I think he's listed as playing nine games last year, but I think he only played like five healthy and he had 569 yards. So the key will be whether he can get back to the end zone because he also had three receiving touchdowns. So 10 as a true freshman. It'll be interesting to see what Boise State does there this year. 
See, again, my I would like him to return to that if they didn't have like a stud Texas running back breathing down his neck this year. Fair enough. So, but even still, again, great overall draft. Really appreciate everybody tuning in on the chat and everything. This has been a fun one, as always. We're going to keep these going. If you want to participate in next week's, if uh, especially if you weren't in this week's and you're in this chat and you're listening to this and you're saying, hey, I really want to get some practice in before we go into our actual drafts as they start up this upcoming month. Because again, season's only four or five weeks away, y'all. Like, it, it's blowing my mind, but we're already almost there. So absolutely hit me up on the twitter i'm at cff underscore jared you can dm me there let me know that you want to be in next week's draft i'll try to make that happen matt let the people know where they can find you on twitter as well as what kind of content do you have coming out for college fantasy football yeah absolutely rookie big board uh is the youtube channel where myself and john lobb are putting out we already have uh seasonal uh positional previews uh we're doing a weekly college fantasy football big board show which will happen uh during the season as well that are focused you know week to week content as well as dfs picks so that's going to be good stuff going to want to make sure you're following us on youtube over at rookie big board and i'm on twitter at the ff underscore educator uh, lots of, of cff devi all the goodness absolutely y'all and I, I love listening to the content over there and matt does a great job and he, all, he is probably one of the few that can consistently get John Lobb onto his shows. And if you love John Lobb, absolutely go check out all of their content over there. Um, and again, when it gets around draft time and everything like for the NFL draft, my one of my go-to places is Matt's stuff. He does an incredible job breaking down all, all the guys going to the draft. Because unlike some of the other NFL draft analysts out there, Matt has actually watched a lot of these guys in college. And doesn't isn't just looking at a list of names and like trying to retroactively go back and watch their film and highlights and stuff like that. No, Matt has been there every step of the way with these guys, and that kind of perspective is great to bring with you into the NFL draft stuff. So absolutely check out his stuff. Yeah, Appreciate I think it. that pretty much brings us to the end of it. Again, this has been awesome, Matt, and thank you each and every one of you who are in the chat. Really appreciate y'all. When this comes out tomorrow, like for um. When this comes out, go ahead and share it wherever you can, everything, and just let your friends know, like, hey, you had a great time with these drafts. Let's get some new people in for next week and everything so we can get some some great, diverse viewpoints during all of this. Really appreciate y'all. Have a wonderful and safe week. See y'all.